Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now I'm recording. Welcome to episode 30 of the official Geek Speak podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and joined as always is my co-host, Josh Cool Cool Khan, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we... I can never... I always mess that part up. This is the podcast where we watch movies, play games, make movies... That's the wrong order. And more. What more can you ask for? I don't know I can ask for. The person this is dedicated to, to still be around. Same. We were originally going to have two super weird stories this episode, like we said last time, to make up for the ones beforehand being a little gone. And by this episode, there'll be no decom, no super weird story, because it just it didn't feel right given the occasion we're talking about. This episode is dedicated to the loving memory of Kevin Conroy. The, we're, we're, Batman has died. And that's... It's the most sad thing I've heard in a long time. Indeed. Um, we have a lot of news to talk about, but Josh, how do you feel about this? I'd be a sad bitch when I, w- I literally woke up and saw it. I'm like, oh, wonderful. What a terrific day. <laughs> I was sitting at my girlfriend's house holding her baby niece and with her, her dad and stepmom. And I'm like, I can't feel right now. I wasn't. I went on Twitter, and that was a mistake that day because Twitter's also been interesting the past two weeks. Um, <laughs> oof, it, it was hard to hold back the feelings I was feeling. It's a lot, and no one there understood. Because uh, unless you grew up in the late '90s, early 2000s, or the mid '90s, you would never have experienced this really to, to the full extent. Um, this episode, we're watching, we watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm, uh, which Josh has never seen before. Correct. And we'll be going through that. I'll touch on some of his other films and works and a bit of his life at the end uh, to help honor him as best we can on a podcast that has, I don't know, 200 listeners. So, but if you listen to it all, thank you so much for being the part of this. Normally, we, listen, we, normally we also watch a Disney Channel movie and do a fun little super weird story about comic books at the end. Um... But today, it just didn't feel right. So we're going to do the news for the past two weeks of news because we haven't recorded in a bit. And the reason why, we do ha- I do have a valid excuse for why our Halloween episode did not come out in three days, but instead came out in two weeks. <laughs> I have an actual reason why. Uh, Halloween is a very long holiday. I love Halloween. Stretching it out is a good, valid reason. But also, it's because my internet went out for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't, I was done editing. 
I just couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> and then the whole next week, I'm like, I am so swamped because my parents left town. I've been taking care of my 15-year-old dog. And he's, I love him. But I have to walk him at 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. and noon <laughs> and 2 p.m. and midnight and 1 a.m. He, his, he's old. He needs a lot of attention. Right now he's asleep by my feet, which is very helpful. But in general, if he's not asleep, he wants to want to walk all the time. So, that happened. Also, I bought Mario Party Superstars, the one Josh does not have for Switch. It's very fun. You think I would be able to win in this one? Yes. Because of one reason. Uh, There are two maps where the star does not switch every time, first off. Oh. And also because there's no character dice. The characters are basically the skins of who you are. Okay. So there's no... Yeah, so the, the bullshittery ends. No, there's other bullshittery to deal with. God damn it. <laughs> it's Mario Party. Like, the end. It's like, it's still Hogwarts house points at the end. True. <laughs> that is a that is a game of bullshit, and it's fun. My girlfriend Nicole has been addicted to it now. Like, she had to watch my dog while I was at work, because she came to help with that. And she was sitting there for hours on end just playing Mario Party, getting mad at, at Birdo. The pink <laughs> Yoshi. It. I'm like. I kept getting Snapchats from her and texts like how angry she was at these fictional CPU characters. <laughs> it was great. Nice. Uh, so on the news for the day, we're doing news and then moving into our more Batman-centric time. Today is Martin Scorsese's birthday. He's 80 years old today. I think we're about to say today we're sponsored by. Today we're sponsored by subscribe button. Please subscribe on all podcast platforms and follow. We are also needing five-star reviews and emails, so email us. We're sponsored by all of you. The more you send us the good love and energy, the more it helps us out. Subscribe today and you get 10% off your first order of DoorDash. That's not accurate. Do not tell them this. <laughs> this this pro- this promo is not valid in all states or cities. Wait, it's not valid in all states? Like, as in, in which way? There are some states it's not valid in, or it's valid in zero states? I will not say. Okay, cool. Love it. So the news today. No, it's, it's about we last recorded on the 29th for our Halloween episode. That was supposed to come out, get, come out on Halloween the, the day after. Again, it was very delayed. So sorry. Um, I already explained that. But in the last two weeks, things happened. Things have happened. Today is also November 17th, uh, which is the day that the Justice League cartoon first premiered. Crazy. So it feels that feels very fitting and very sad to think about. Um. It's actually the thing that premiered was the first three episodes, which is also called a movie. They do think they have because it's an hour long. It's called Secret Origins, and you watched that. I did. It's good. Back when DC Universe existed. It's it's <laughs> you, uh, Josh. Does, okay, about DC Universe, the acronym DCU. They're trying to call the DCEU now. What does it mean? Because DC stands for Detective Comics. I don't know, man. Is it Detective, <laughs> detective Comics Universe? Is it like a hard-boiled detective, like noir stories now only? Look, I get that they're that they don't want to call it the extended universe anymore. They want it to be more streamlined and refined. And like, I'm fine with that. But like, just call it like the DCCU, like whatever. No one cares. But calling it the DCU is just like people that know what DC stands for are very confused at this moment in time. Does the D in DCU stand for DC? So it's a DC Cinematic Universe, so DCCTs, you know? 
I think every time we address it, we just address it in a different way. Okay, the DC fuck party. Okay. So remember how we always no, no every time we talk about the DCU we uh, we just say what the acronym of spumps spumps spunk stands for. <laughs> I had a stroke there. Again, we bring up spunk spunk fairly often because it's the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters, aka Morbin time, um, and Venomy time. It's Venomy time. Yep. So remember how we always say that right after we record, big news drops. That happened last time. Quite a big thing. The Witcher. So Henry Cavill is leaving The Witcher for season uh, season four, primarily probably to come back and be Superman full time, do more Supermaning. There Which, are heavy there are heavy rumors though that it is because the writers do not care about the source material. Apparently, uh, now does that speak to every one of them? No, but Cavill is a very big fan of the book series and has wanted it to be more accurate to the book. After having read at least the first book. I can understand his complaints. He it weren't rumors. He's talked about it before. Um, he said openly that he butted heads with them many times over trying to get the character to be more accurate because a lot of the books are spent in Geralt's head. And how do you put that on the page? Um, the answer is almost always we don't, and we just have him grunt, <laughs> which is not well, the right even- approach. But even like that, like, because um, I've seen the first season and then half of the second season so far, and like I like what they've done. I think it's a good, I think it's a good, interesting version. But like, it is a very different version from his character. Like he, they make him more like the gruntled, like, oh, I'm such a loner. Oh, I'm so mysterious and cold. And in the books, that's not really what he's like, no, like at all. He's sweet. Like, he, like he's he's a badass and everything, but like he's like well spoken. Like he reads, he very clearly like is intelligent, reads books and stuff like that. And it's not to say that the Netflix version, like he's dumb, but like his smarts are not put at the forefront. He in the books, I know he's supposed to be a philosopher as well, and he's not yes. that in the show. Um, not that I've noticed now. So people are so mad about like the recast for this because they're recasting him with Liam Hemsworth, which good for Liam Hemsworth. Good for him. The man, the man needs some big, a new big role to like show what he can do. The man stays almost famous <laughs> consistently. Wrong. He's like always in the forefront of being famous, but he never can quite get there. He's not unfamous, but he's not famous. Famous. If you yeah. ask anyone on the street to name a Hemsworth, the name Chris. Yeah. I think my money is on they probably originally wanted Chris um, to star in it, but he's just too busy with everything else that he's doing. So they're like, let's get the other Hemsworth in here. I think it's so funny that we almost have never heard of Chris Hemsworth because Liam was first up for Thor. Crazy. And then they wanted older. So they're like, we have, we have his brother. Use him. <laughs> That's just Absolute wild. Thing. insanity. Right? Yay or nay on the... Oh, also about this first before we move on. It's he's being recast for season four going forward, and season three's not even out yet, which does still have Henry Cavill as Geralt. Yeah, I think they they've either finished filming it or they're still filming it right now. They finished season three. Okay. Yeah, it's been in the can for a little bit, the metaphorical and realistic film can, right? Yeah. Anyway, the real question then is how long is it going to last after this recast? Uh, one episode. They kill him. Oof. They just kill him off. Oof. He's there for a day. Uh, yay on this, because I want to have more Superman. 
Now, this is going to sound weird, because we went off last time about how Superman recast is bad, <laughs> or the, bringing back Henry Cavill. And I, we stand by what we said about that, I think. Correct. About how it makes things more confusing, it, we should just move on and restart. Yes. But I like Superman. He's a cool character. He deals with ethically hard choices while trying to be morally upright the whole time, and that's fascinating. Kevin! Smith? No. James. No. Kevin Feige was asked to run DC Studios by Zaslav, but politely declined to be their Feige type. <laughs> I mean... Imagine being asked, we need a Kevin Feige type, will you do it? I'm Kevin Feige. No, I won't do it. <laughs> I mean, logistically and to be fair, he is so busy with Marvel, he just he can't do two at the same time. But it's nice to know that he's uh, that he's like, oh, I'm excited for Gunn to do this, and I'll go see everything that he makes. Like, that's nice that he supports him. What's funny is he almost did, like a decade yeah. ago, like around Man of Steel BVS time. And like back then, it would have been way more manageable. It's worked out very well for him. <laughs> we got more Marvel-y things, though, with the Coven of Chaos. We have three casting announcements. The first one is amazing, with Aubrey Plaza being cast in the Coven of Chaos. Perfect. Love it. Do you want her to be a witch? Of course. What's the point of casting Aubrey Plaza in a show about witches and not have her be one? Make her Squirrel Girl. Have her fit in the world is <laughs> the Coven of Chaos. I want to see her play bright and bubbly the entire time. The most chaotic Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl is always chaotic, and she's so fun. Why is Ezra trending? Hold on. Hold on. What has Ezra done something? Is this a um, breaking news on Ezra? Um, I'm double checking. Whatever. But Ari Plaza as a witch? You want that to happen? Of course. I think she's gonna be great in whatever she does. There's a lot of cool roles that she could do with that, and I hope it goes well. Maybe she'll be uh, end up being instead of. She'll, what what she's oh, like Wanda's real mom, like Magneto's wife. Who knows what's gonna happen? Things Sp- will happen. We got other weird casting for this show though, with Eric Andre joining the cast. Uh, All right, and, that's out there. And Sashir Zamata joining the cast. Uh, I mean, they're both they're both very talented. But yeah, like, a, bit, a bit random, but all right, I'll I'll go with it. We also know nothing about the show or the characters in it. Like, at all. Yeah, which just has me very curious. Like, is this, like, taking place after WandaVision, or does it take place before? I think before. Okay, yeah, that would make no sense. No, I'm going to go with after. I think they're still going to use a uh, little Wicked Boy in it. <laughs> little Wicked Boy. If yay or nay on those three castings. I give yay. We have other news about things involving MCU directors. Crazy. The Russo Brothers, who are producing Disney live-action Hercules film, says it will be um, be a modern musical inspired by TikTok. He said audiences today have been trained by TikTok, right? What is their expectation of what that musical looks like and feels like? Uh, I could safely say the, a thing that absolutely no one is asking for. A huge yay, because I'm going to see what this is like. I'm very confused. No, we don't encourage bad behavior, Josh. <laughs> I encourage bad behavior, Josh. 
Don't say we. <laughs> so uh, this this either means that the musical numbers are going to be five to ten seconds long, or they're going to be filmed in completely static vertical shots. <laughs> no, because there are like the Ratatouille musical, Bridgerton musical, the Avatar: The Last Airbender musical. On okay, TikTok. but those were made by fans that had no other ways of making something like that happen. So that gets an excuse. This is a major Hollywood musical. They have no excuse. I just don't know what he means by audiences today have been trained by TikTok. I don't know the, what the comment is implying. Does he just mean like the attention spans have gone completely out the window? Does he? We're gonna get we're gonna get fun modern dances. Are we gonna get? Oh. God. <laughs> Will it be like the Battle of Men's Elvis where you get mixing of like uh, Doja Cat in there and stuff? Okay, something like that I don't have a problem with. But this I have a problem with. <laughs> See, it... The people love Hercules so much because of the music. I wouldn't change that that much. I, I love Josh Keaton uh, responded to it uh, with just like, well, that's certainly a choice, or something like that. Those, I found that very funny. For those who don't know, he was young Superman, not, not young Superman. He, he basically, Hercules is wrong. He was young Hercules, um, the non-singing voice version. That was always a weird time thinking back to the Disney musicals where the voice actors uh, were different from the people that sung the songs. It's a little weird because it happened to like most of them. Except uh, for a few. I have news about your favorite thing in the world, Josh. Is it Ezra time? It's The Last of Us. Ooh, even we got, better. We got a poster. <laughs> even better, like Ezra time is the best time in the world to you. <laughs> uh, we got two pieces of news here, including a, we got a poster, which looks really cool. As well as a release date of January 15th, which is really soon. I am so excited. Not only... Do we get it very soon? But right as it ends is when Mandalorian begins. So we will be getting Pedro Pascal for like four months straight. Do you want to do a Last of Us episode? Sony, HBO, you could pay me in cheese sandwiches. I do not care. I will do whatever it takes to direct an episode. I meant on our show, talk about the show, The Last of Us. I will also do that, HBO. <laughs> we will talk about your show probably in positive ways if it's fantastic. I will talk about it positive waves no matter what, because I am a simp. A simp for what? The Last of Us and probably Pedro Pascal. Probably Pedro Pascal! <laughs> Josh is not gay, mostly. Then there's Pedro. <laughs> we have multiple pieces of A Quiet Place day one news. Crazy. The, the first thing is that Lupita Nyong'o has been cast... In a quiet place spinoff, a quiet place day one via deadline. We heard about this. Awesome. Neat. She's already great in horror films. We've seen us. Um, we have. And she played some quiet stuff in that too. And she's phenomenal in Black Panther. Um, she is one of the best actors I think around right now. Indubitably. Also, because also us is my favorite horror film, so I'm really excited for that. Alongside her, we also got another horror uh, star from Stranger Things. We got Joseph Quinn to star alongside her, who played, Ooh. you know, Eddie the Hare Munson. He had long hair in that show. But it was a yep. wig. 
How dare he not grow out his hair long enough for it? Are you excited to watch this movie with those two starring in it? Of course. How long will Joseph Quinn last in the movie? I don't think it's going to be a rising trend of like um, Sean. Uh, spoilers dying. for the A Quiet Place movies. We've talked about the first two a little bit on the podcast already when the second one came out. But yes, so you're saying now, Josh? It's not going to be. He's not going to be the next Sean Bean. Uh, is all I'll say. No, I think I thought you were making a joke about A Quiet Place One with killing off the husband character. No, <laughs> just keep doing that. Uh, we have other news with that though. That it's not. Co- uh, Deadline is reporting that A Quiet Place Three is also in the works with John Krasinski returning to direct, and that will be done in LB twenty twenty five. So that's a f- we're going to have four A Quiet Place films in a, just a few years. A series that started out with me not wanting it to go past one. I'm like, all right, let's see what you got. It's a cool world. It's neat. We have two new... Oh, yay on all that news to me. Yay. Also, we give yay and nay on media news sources because it's all subjective and wild, and we often give it for the wrong and dumb reasons, purposefully. It's chaos. Yahya Abdul-Mateen will play Wonder Man in the upcoming MCU series, Wonder Man. Awesome. I know nothing about the character, but I love this casting, this, and I think it's cool that he's both in DC and Marvel. This ties into Vision Quest so well. I'm excited for that. Oh, do you not? You don't know about Vision then much, probably from the comics either. Correct. And his history with Wonder Man. So, Vision got a lot of his human soul and memories and personality from Wonder Man. Oh, like. He kind of just took it. Like, it was, <laughs> he just took it? This is, like, yeah. Wonder Man had, like, was able to imprint some of his, of life into Vision. And, and Vision Quest is about White Vision looking for his memories and soul and who he is. Ah. So those could tie together really well. And this actor is phenomenal. Uh, go watch Candyman. That alone should prove it. Candyman, Watchmen. Aquaman. He's uh, good in that, too. Aquaman. Ambulance. Oh yeah, that's a, that's that's a fun movie. I love Ambulance. I don't need as many drone shots as we got. It's a little spinny, but otherwise, I love the drone shots. What do you mean? It's too spinny. It was so cool. It's too spinny. <laughs> Rumor casting <laughs> for that same show is Bob Odenkirk. If uh, he is not doing his own action scenes, then what's the point? He's not. He wouldn't be playing an action character. Then what's the point? <laughs> He's rumored. I will reiterate this question until someone gives me an answer. <laughs> Wonder Man, if you don't know, is really named Simon Williams, um, and his manager is the character that might be played by Bob Odenkirk. Okay. Okay, because Wonder Man was was an actor and a stuntman. The character. So, uh. so imagine Bob Odenkirk being the manager for a superhero actor. That's about right. But still, nay, because there's, there's no action for him. Correct. Okay, cool. 
I give, if that rumor's true, a yay? No, it's a nay, unless he has Tugboat the Dog. Moving on. That's a reference to a show involving this next character casting thing. Kristen Milioti has been cast as Sophia Falcone in the Penguin series for HBO Max. Um, cool. This this show already excited me because I would because I get to see more of Colin Farrell doing his wild Robert De Niro impression. I am excited for it. Indeed. Hey, Josh. What? You know animals like penguins? No. Oh, hmm. Interesting segue. I'll change it. <laughs> you like you like cats? <laughs> I don't know what a cat is, but yes. You like panthers? There again, the whole animal thing. I'm not too familiar on. Okay, it. you like the revolutionary group, the Black Panthers? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's a good so We got it. The movie Black Panther: Wakanda Forever has released. Um, it it happened, and it with is good, and with that, box office numbers words with the Black Panther: Wakanda Forever release, it got three hundred thirty million dollar global launch. Uh. And 180 million domestic debut in its first weekend. Its first three days. Yeah. That's amazing. That is very good. I was watching it in a very packed theater when I saw it. Me too. Uh, I'm not going to give I've too, too thorough thoughts on it right now because we don't have time for it, but it, I enjoyed it overall. I have a whole review up on my YouTube channel, so there's a segue. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. For ya. This is not a segue episode. We've established this. We're being <laughs> bad at that. Uh, 
alongside I, that, that news, the Ryan Cooler who directed the movie and the right wrote it talked about the original script, and it was originally going to be about T'Challa struggling to resume life after Thanos' snap. He was going to be grieving the loss of his time he had. And now the movie, others are grieving the loss of the time he didn't have. Um, that is a big oof right there. Thanks, Josh, for your delightful commentary. <laughs> I'm happy to give it. <laughs> um, and another quote was, as a man with so much responsibility to so many, coming back after a forced five years absence, that's what the film was tackling. That's painful. What we got is more painful. There's pain all around. Um. Yes. That's sad. I give that a nay because it makes me sad. Same. Screaming more. What's this? Oh, Scream 6 News. <laughs> I live with my notes for that. It's Screaming More. Just to confuse me later. It will release on March 10th in theaters. Because the date's changed of movies. Okay. Cool. Moving on. Sure. Cool. <laughs> Indifferent yay. We've talked about Scream 6 before on here. And our opinions keep flipping. We have yeah. news about Stranger Things. The Stranger Things. We're getting a VR Stranger Things game in the winter of 2023, so about a year from now. It looks neat. It looks creepy. Are you excited? To... Yeah. You want to go in the upside down? Uh, sure. Playing as Vecna, learning about how he became his gooey self. Exciting. And it's not necessarily a canon to the whole show, but it'll be fun to do it. It's like yeah. a Star Wars Legends thing. You can just have fun with the story. Cool. Yay. Yay. Yaddle. Yaddle, yaddle. As we discussed last time, Yoda's a little weird. He's a bit odd. Dave Filoni talked about why Yaddle doesn't speak like Yoda now, like a new comment. And he said, Frank Oz, who voiced Yoda, told me once that Yoda speaks that way specifically in honor of his own master. Which is the best reason we've heard so far. It's the best reason, but I still like to believe he's doing it purposely just to mess with people. He's just a little goofball. He's almost a thousand years old. The man's allowed to be goofy. He's actually dead. If you watch Empire Strikes uh, Return of the Jedi, Josh. How dare you spoil that for me? That 30 plus year old movie. <laughs> Next year it becomes 40. Think about that. I've thought about it. I'm thinking about it. Cool, I thought about it. Uh, Spider-Punk news. <laughs> uh, yay on the news that Yoda might not be a little goofball. And just actually... Oh. <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya was voice Spider-Punk in Across the Spider-Verse. Fantastic news. They made Spider-Punk British for this one reason. I always thought that he was British up until this point. No, people got so mad when they changed him to be British when the toys told us that. So angry. Fans get mad at the Oh, I no. That's things. actually a huge. That's a huge character change. That is genuinely I, a big character change. As someone that doesn't know a damn thing about it, I do not give a damn about it. Right, but you can understand. Like, if someone changed one of your characters immensely, that would be a, a big thing. That's what it would originally be. But I think they're going to keep try to keep most of his stuff the same as much as they can. Um. Maybe just keep him still in America, but, but British. I mean, he could be... Um, he could, he could be an American accent well. Right, which is why I think it's interesting that they changed it. 
but cool. Maybe, maybe he's just like, I've been playing Americans for a while now in movies. Can I play my normal voice, please? <laughs> but great casting. Phenomenal casting. Yeah. Indeed. Wake up, Josh. We have more Lynn news today. Lynn? Lynn Manuel Miranda. The Miranda which, man? The one everyone hates for no reason now. They uh, hate him because he's popular. And he, it's not he, like it's not like James Corden where there's obvious reasons to not like him. But this this is just like he's a nice guy. He's cool. He's funny. He seems to be hated also because he's too cringe online. I'm like yeah, he's a dad. Let him. He's, he is allowed to be cringy. He was cast as Hermes in the Percy Jackson Olympian series, which isn't going to be a huge part anyway. Is Hermes Luke's dad? Yeah, he's I an can't... absent father. Okay. <laughs> They're all absent parents. <laughs> Have they cast Luke yet? Yeah, a while ago. He was one of the first casting announced. The very first casting announced. Oh, I don't remember that. We've even discussed it on this show before. Look, man, it's been a wild time. Um, Yay on this news. Lynn's fun, and I want him to rap as Hermes because he's the god of speed. So, that feels <laughs> fitting. My name is Hermes, and I'm here to say I'm going to rap a real cool rhyme today. That was off the top of my head, Josh. I'm doing great. Wow, look at you go. We're going to have more people in Garfield besides Chris Pratt, unfortunately. Chris Pratt should voice every every part in Garfield. Every character. Every, he's like, I did so many different voices for all different characters, they all sound exactly the same. It's a difference as in, like... It's as different as his Mario voices for each character. No, he's impersonating the actors that are being cast. Brett Goldstein. So that means he would be impersonating Samuel L. Jackson. Brett Goldstein is going to. Wait. Samuel L. Jackson was cast in the movie? He's playing Garfield's dad. John Arbuckle? No, I think. I think. The Garfield's cat father? Dad, I think. Oh. I hate that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Brett Goldstein and Bowen Yang are cast in the Garfield animated movie. Brett Goldstein is amazing and should keep doing things. I think my guess is that he's playing Odie, and then uh, Bone Yang is playing uh, Normal. That's my guess. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch this movie like Trent Krim for the Independent. I'm going to be very critical. I just realized that Brett Goldstein should play Hercules in the uh, Disney musical now. Or we got a Greek actor. Or we keep the running joke going. Can can he sing is the question. I don't care. He should. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> the whole time is just like they're they're trying to do musical numbers and he's just going. <sighs> I'm excited to see him play happier roles too. No, the man needs to be mad every role he does. <laughs> That's not acting, then. Fine, the man can be happy for once. <laughs> Indiana Jones TV series is eyed for Disney Plus release. Why Guys, are we getting a TV show? Man's in his eighties. Let him retire in peace. You're about to throw him in a mocap suit. Don't do this to him. The top comments on this post by Variety says, "Will it be a woke version?" Wait, uh, Variety said that, or someone? No. So or the just... post by the Variety is the one who put the news out there, and someone commented on that. The first top comment says, "Will it be a woke version?" And the, and the top reply to that says, will the anti-Nazi hero be woke? Yes. <laughs> it's literally what he has always been. 
He literally punches Nazis in the face for a living. I don't think you can get more woke than that. I don't think that's his job. It's just punching Nazis, Josh. I mean, I, I, it might as well be his job. Yeah. Uh, yay, because I want to see him just put Harrison Ford through everything at this point. I wanted to be Keihei Kwan um, taking over the role. Because he's, he's not showing up in Indy 5, so, like, give him his own damn show, you bitches. On that note, Jason Momoa says his dream DC project is now in development. That's cryptic. <laughs> like, people are saying that it's Lobo, which I'm mean, like, I, I don't know anything about him, well, but, like, he looks cool. Commented on that uh, as well. Do I have that in my notes? Let me look. I don't, because I didn't care enough to put it in there. Um... Jason was basically saying that he loves Lobo, and when James Gunn's been tweeting out pictures of random DC characters, <laughs> and we know James Gunn loves more obscure DC characters, there's not mainstream ones, mm-hmm. uh, as we saw with the Suicide Squad and Starro. Uh, he tweeted out a picture of Mr. Terrific. He tweeted out a picture of Lobo, and apparently some other ones on other platforms as well, and he's been deleting some of those too. <laughs> he's just causing chaos right now. I love it, but. Jason Momoa should have been cast as Lobo to start with. Although, if he plays Aquaman and Lobo, I'm fine with that. Because he could just do mocap for Lobo, for Lobo potentially. Yeah, I'm, I'm or fine with it. really heavy makeup. And and you could have those two characters meet, and that'd be really funny. Yeah. His reaction when he found out, though, when, when Jason Momoa found out about his dream project, whatever it was, was November 8th. And he said that it's the greatest news, some of the greatest news of his entire life just happened. And he can't say, can't say anything about it. Like, then why post that? <laughs> I mean, he did the same thing with Ben Affleck coming back as Batman. But yeah, that was more direct. He was just a picture with Ben. It was like an, an actual. He was just like, oh man, we did some really cool stuff today. Then like the next day, post a picture with Ben on set of Aquaman. I mean, good for him. Just like living his life, having fun. We have more after the last Airbender news, Josh. The best show of all time. I thought you were about to say Avatar news. I'm like, oh, goody. Wait, do I have that too? No, I don't. please. I do not this time. Yay. Avatar The Last Airbender, an animated film for the sh- An animated Avatar film releases on October 10th, 2025. My birthday is October 17th. I can watch an Avatar film in the theater on my birthday. You you ain't waiting until your birthday no, to I, see that. I'm not going to say it's the first time. <laughs> it's, not a fir- it's not a first viewing. I am. I'm still genuinely surprised Paramount's putting it in theaters. Supposed to be the adult gang, too? Hanging out? I love it. Josh? You know realized? Mm-hmm. We might have dead Momo. I would prefer for these images to not be in my head. And at some point, Oppo's gonna die, too. Again, these are images that don't need to be there, so I'm fine with them not being there. On to the next news piece! Me, Josh, and our uh, pre- previous roommate, Taj, are in a group chat together. And we all three sent this same exact tweet, the same exact discussing film news piece, in our group chat within an hour. <laughs> and, it was very funny. None of us looking at it. <laughs> just sending it. Oh, this, we should, they should see this. I, I was the first one that sent it. So it was funny to see both of you uh, send it afterwards. Uh, Netflix is rumored to be eyeing Greta Gerwig to direct their first two Chronicles of Narnia films. Haven't we done Narnia enough? I mean, there's only the three movies. I thought they were making it a show. No, it's movies. And also, oh. Josh, there's more than 
They've made Narnia films like five times over. What do you mean? I mean like the more recent ones. No, I know, but we we had ones in like the eighties. We had animated ones in like the nineties. They kept trying in different ways, and it never works out. I mean, I'm fine with Greg Gerwig doing anything, but that seems like a very like out there choice because like so far everything she's made hasn't been close to what Narnia like is in scope and whatnot. I mean, like, I mean, if she wants to do it, go ahead. Why not? I'm there, Barbie, day one. Me too. Me too, bitch. Me too. Double feature of Barbie than Oppenheimer. Oh, I'm about to get really sad. No. No sad. We're going off of the news now to our main topic. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Um, I want to hear your thoughts, just overall broadly, what you thought of the movie first. Like, good, bad, terrible, amazing. What do you first think i i've always heard very good things about this and as someone that has only seen a few episodes of the animated series here and there good good movie very good uh for me my favorite parts of it was when it was solely focused on bruce and his relationship um with uh andrea i thought that was the most fascinating part and how it changed the origin or at least or like this version's origin was a bit different and i really liked how their romance was kind of a big part of the defining moment of his life of like, do I fulfill my promise of being Batman or do I, you know, potentially be happy? And like, he has a line in there of when he's like uh, at his parents' grave, just being like, I I don't know what to do. And he's just like, I never expected to be happy. I'm like, God damn. Literally my exact review is I didn't count on being happy. I was just like, God damn Batman. And uh, Conway's performance that is heartbreaking. Oh, it's very good. His voice. The watch his movie after the death of Kevin Conroy is tragic. Yes. Uh, also, the the score of this was it's operatic. Beautiful. Yes, it's so good. I've watched this now only three times in my whole entire life, um, which might surprise you. Once. And <laughs> thanks, Josh. And. It's because it, I watched it in 2019 for the first time after I was high on painkiller. Um, <laughs> I way you experience it. I, I was fully like, oh, and I was fully conscious and awake and aware at the point. It was just like I want to pass time cause, time because I'm in pain. Not actually high. A second time was at a drive-in theater with my girlfriend, and she loved it. She's like, "This is really cool," but she didn't really, really appreciate it fully yet because uh, she hadn't experienced a lot of uh, the other work of the characters. It it works better if you are aware of Kevin and, and Mark's relationship on in the show, um, with, uh, with Joker and Batman a little bit more, because this takes place during Batman the Animated Series. I don't remember the exact part because the watch order of that show is fucked. <laughs> they had the show out of order and it became fucked forever. So, All I know is that it is before Robin is in the picture. Yes, it's all because. Like <laughs> it's complicated too, because the first episode in the current watch order of the show has Rob and he's gone forever, and it's weird. You've watched that, <laughs> got confused, right? Yes. It's Christmas with the Joker is the first episode you're supposed to watch. People say, but it's actually not true. It's weird, but this is phenomenal, and I think it's a great introduction to the character. I I think that if you have never seen any kind of Batman thing before. I think that this is a good way to get you introduced to the character. I also love the Joker in this so much. 
He is fun. Chaos. He's creepy. They he are, is creepy. There is great imagery of him, like there, this. Oh, there, there was a, there's a point when I was watching it because uh, like my brain just like shot off for like thirty seconds. I was just like, why is the phantasm going after Joker? And then I remembered, oh wait a second, there is a reason. Oh, now it makes more sense. Okay, never mind. Yeah, because the movie does not show Joker's origin. We see Joker before he's the Joker. It, it, it implies stuff, but we don't see. We still don't know like who Joker is. We, he's never said my name, and we don't only know that he was committing crimes before he became the clown, and that makes complete sense. And now he's a clown that uh, causes crime. And all of this movie, all this entire film, is canon to the DC animated universe. That includes Batman the animated series, the New Adventures of Batman and Robin, uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, uh, Superman. Uh, the animated series, Static Shock. I think that's all. Uh, all that fun stuff. Is that all of them? I think that's all of them. And Probably. plus spinoff movies. Um, this movie is a really, really well animated as well. Like yep. you can tell they, t- they put their time into it. I miss hand drawn animation. <laughs> I miss <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it's so beautiful, e- I- and you can see imperfections to it at parts, and just like. It's how it had to look in the, at the time. It was made in 93. So they were probably animating it starting in 1990. They were probably working on it at the same time they were working on the show. They were. Yeah, the, the original release of Batman the Animated Series started in 1992. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... God, this is such an old show now. Um, it's old. We're old. It's I, fine. Well, I was like, okay, here's a fun story with this. I... Rented this movie out on VHS, yes, and on DVD multiple times in my childhood, but could never watch it because the cover scared me too much as a kid. <laughs> it's a creepy cover, that poster? I don't like it. I don't like it at all, because my brother had a mask that was similar to that. I'm like, this is going to be creepy, isn't it? Um, I also don't love the Phantasm's costume design. I never have, but... I just don't like. I like the costume. I don't like the random hook. What's wrong with the hook? I'm gonna fight you on this part, Josh. Uh, it just feels random. <laughs> That's what she's killing him with. Uh, it's random. Oh, also, this will be spoilers for a 30 year old movie. We're going. Uh, to go- if you have, if you haven't seen it yet, then I recommend seeing it. But it's I like th- an hour. It's like an hour fifteen minutes. It's worth the watch. It really is. And after that, go watch Sub-Zero, which is another fantastic animated series film. Which Josh has probably not seen that either. Correct. Okay. That's Mr. Freeze. And that's... Really? Sub-Zero, I thought it was the Riddler. Sub-Zero is actually a mix of like three or four episodes they just put together as a movie. They it's did- always funny when they would, when uh, animation studios would do that. They're like, we have episodes of the series. Yeah, let's just call it a movie. Also, Josh, if you are you gonna rate a letterbox now since you've allowed to now? <laughs> I told okay. I told Josh not to rate it yet because I wanted to have his first reaction on the show because I I wanted to be prepared for it. I wanted, I don't want to be you know anticipating what he was gonna say. Anticipation. Uh, I love Sassy Alfred in this. Sassy Alfred is best Alfred. I absolutely love like so much. That Alfred caught him having sex twice. He's just like, dude, you just should. Do- when the two of them are in the same room together, you should just know that, like, I'm gonna, I'll give him some time. 
It's very funny. Like, and they were going to have sex, right, both those times? Oh, they've fully boned. Uh, that first time, <laughs> out on the field, just like, you know what? It's time. <laughs> oh, Bruce, is a, Bruce is a whore. It is well-established in the comics. It's fine. Okay. Also, I kept thinking about the heroes don't do that part. Because I guess he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> this Bruce did. <laughs> if there's any Bruce's that... This Bruce does, uh, Pattinson's Bruce does. No, Pattinson's a virgin, was... Josh. He doesn't know anything is. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that too much sense. That Pattinson, Pattinson's Batman, Rob Bat, Bat and Bat. It, that's why he's so confused around Selena. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, woman, what do I do? Okay, so let's talk about this movie. Overall, what's the plot? Uh, so gang bosses around town are starting to get murdered by this shadowy figure, and people are like, oh, it's the Batman, clearly. Gordon's like, no, you morons, it's not Batman, he's never killed. They're like, I think he is. And so Batman's trying to figure out what's been going on, and then all of a sudden, a woman uh, from his past comes in, and we begin to learn that he used to be in love with said woman. They were going to have a whole life together and everything, but then tragedy strikes, and uh, they can't be together no more. So he's like, all right, I guess I'll be Batman fully. Why not? I don't care. I don't, I don't need love. Uh, and, but then she I don't need love. Into- <laughs> but then she comes back into his life. He's like, hold on. Am I horny again? Uh <laughs> What's funny just, is in the show, Batman in series, he gets a lot of girls still. Yeah. But uh, that, that's, just, at that point, it's an act. In this one, it's real. Yes. Crazy. Uh, Joker gets involved. He uh, does his clown stuff. Uh, people get blown up. People get stabbed by ghosty things. Uh, tragedy be- befalls. Uh, twists and turns. And this all happens within an hour 15. Was there any second you did not think that Andre was the phantasm? Uh, because I think they do a good job at, of at f- at first I did I couldn't tell but then like once she got introduced I'm like there's no other characters being introduced I think it's her and like even with kind of like knowing that I was still curious like how do we get to this point right and I think the the reasonings and build up to it I thought okay that's good and not well because her entire life was taken from her like everything yeah <laughs> they do a really good job of making it so. It could just not be her. Like, they could have another gang member and still explain it in a flashback. They could easily still do that, and it would be fine still. It didn't take anything away if it was her or not, but it just works really well still. I also like how she was able to... that They wrote her smart, and she quickly figured out that Bruce was Batman. (laughs) Immediately, because he was sulking around his parents' grave as Batman. just like it's very funny like you would see that parodied in like the lego batman movie or something uh and here like they take it seriously i'm like just kind of knowing all the batman stuff i'm like that's pretty funny it was a lot this movie was very painful at times like it's really sad yeah Um, i love that bruce's um proposal to andre was ruined by bats everywhere (laughs) and that was where the bat game was Yep, which is another good... Like He's like, oh, what is this place? Where are these coming oh, from? There's bats down here, Alfred. Maybe I should be the rat man. I also think that Nolan saw this movie and said, yes, we're doing that. <laughs> because there's a lot of elements from The Dark Knight as well as Batman Begins in this movie. Like, a lot. Yeah, but they couldn't They couldn't do the romance uh, quite right. Though. No, he's like... Nolan is pretty sure. That's, that's fine, whatever. Um, this is something that like I've noticed with all the Batman like stuff is that they haven't been able to give him like a relationship or one that 
works. Uh, no, I don't agree with you. Read more comics. No, I'm, I'm like movies and stuff. I'm not talking about comics. I think he did, 1989 did a good job with Vicky Vale. And then she yeah, was just they gone. Were ne- they were never. They weren't a couple, though. That's the difference. No, they were just dating. They were gonna have a fun time. <laughs> they, they were flinging, and then uh, Michael Keaton started going crazy in an apartment and got shot. I fully believe that if Andrea just came back and didn't start murdering and just said, "Hey, Bruce, I'm able to date you now," it's gonna be better. <laughs> Bruce, you want a bone? Bruce would be like, "Oh hell yeah! No, no more Batman for me." I love that if. That the boss that Andrea's dad, the mob boss that Andrea's dad was like being coerced by, if that didn't happen, the Justice League wouldn't have formed. Yeah. That's wild to think about. There'd be no Robin, no Nightwing, no Titans, none of that stuff in this universe. That's weird. One bad day. Also, Joker has some really funny jokes in this, like genuinely funny jokes. That's what I miss about Joker portrayals, is like, he is a clown. The man needs to be funny. <laughs> yes, uh, and he has to enjoy himself. The worst part of Joaquin and Key Ledger and uh, um, no, Leto. Nicholson had fun. Yeah, and most part, everyone passed Nicholson so far. Like, Romero and Nicholson got the idea of Joker of, like, hey, he's the Joker. <laughs> like, but, he is a clown. Let's not forget this, people. Everyone just took the clown makeup and that's all he needs and he needs to be a killer. No, 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 no. He is actually, thinks he's hilarious. In and a dark, twisted way, but the man's funny. He has a great line in this about, he jokes with someone while taking them on a kind of a, a murder trip. Um, about a doll. He, he's a bunch of animatronics in a, in this carnival. And right as Batman swoops in, and he's like talking about his animatronic wife, he's like, right when you get in the mood, someone always ruins it. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> there are these great jokes in this movie from the Joker, and I love that. Um, uh, even like the Arkham game series like knew to have him to be funny. Okay, let's talk about the greatest thing in this movie, though, is, is Kevin Conroy's performance. The man is a, the man was a god, and he was a god most as Batman. He is, but he defines the character. He understood the like, character better than anyone. Like, I first heard him as Batman when I played Arkham Asylum. I had, my parents, did, when I was a kid, didn't let me watch the animated series and stuff like that, but then for some reason when I was Wait. eight, they allowed me to play Arkham Asylum. What? I, I know, I know, it was weird, don't ask. Um, was it eight? I don't know, like eight to ten, something like that. Uh, but Arkham Asylum was the first time I heard him as Batman. I was just like, oh, this Batman guy, he sounds pretty cool. Then I watched The Dark Knight after, I was just like, this Batman, he doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> If Conroy was doing it, it'd be better. He should He's got such a great voice for the character. And it's not his normal voice either. He does do a voice. It's, there are, it's there slight. Are two, there are two voices. Yeah, and neither are exactly his normal voice. He does twist it both. And it's... You see it, and you, if you watch him in the booth, like there's videos of him doing the voice. He like really physically turns in this character as well. 
Yeah, it's interesting when I watched the first couple of episodes of the animated series, his vo- his Batman voice is a bit different than how like it is now. Like it's it's kind of gruffier than how it is and not like as like deep and booming, um, which I guess was just kind of a thing that like he the more he did, the more he figured it out. Uh, it's also he got older. That his, too. Vo- his voice did change up. Also, he had cancer in his later years. This is true. He passed away from uh, from intestinal cancer, which is so fucking tragic. Um, I, I the impact this man had on my life is unexplainable. Um, he, I didn't know who Batman was when I first. I learned who Batman was from Batman the animated series. I my, my earliest memories of the character really, like I'd seen the iconography as a kid. I knew. The image I know Batman because like every kid can point out that's Spider Man that's Batman by the picture without actually knowing what the character's like at all. Everyone can do that. Um, same way if you see a McDonald's, you can know it's McDonald's just by driving by it or in a, in a car as a little child. You know what that is, but it doesn't make you understand the character. Um, I first watched or read or understood Batman himself from going to Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and Movie Stop and renting out. Uh, episode like volumes from the show like this is the two-face arc this is poison ivy stuff and i watched the entire show in random order like that and it made me so happy as a child and i dove into the justice league cartoon which i I have in vhs in this house the secret origins justice league episode one two and three uh movie thing and it's that used to terrify me as a child for there's a weird alien thing that goes like Tentacles that go in your skin. That's creepy. But Conroy's voice uh, inspired my entire life and brought this level of imagination to me. Like, and he inspired my love of superheroes when I was about two years old. And that never stopped. So thank you, Kevin Conroy. You really uh, changed my life for the better. Um, Susan Eisenberg, who voiced Wonder Woman, put out a tweet the other day about how both of the Justice League cast have commented on this, the cartoon. Because they're, they're he was their friend. And in 2020, Susan Eisberg put out a tweet saying, in 2021, let's do a Justice League reunion. And then it didn't get to happen. And then she put out a tweet in 2022 the other day saying, and now it will never happen. Well, ain't that a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, how do you feel about this, Josh? Overall, like, that- uh, I w- my, lo- <sighs> Go on. My my experience with Conroy as Batman has been different than others. As I as I said earlier, like I didn't grow up watching him like in the animated series, but I did grow up with him uh, through like the times that he played Batman in video games. So like the Arkham series and Justice stuff like that was when I that was how I came to grow and understand who Batman was. Uh, and, like, the Arkham games, like, explore, like, his past and, like, his origin and stuff like that. But it's also really gives you insight into, like, his philosophies and who he is as a person. And also, like, the whole detective aspect of it. Like, there's so many different things that the games explored that really helped me understand the character more. Um, and, of course, a big part of that was Conroy's performance. Like, there are so many, like, there's uh, com- some moments in some of the games where um, he, like, hallucinates to his past, like, his parents' death. And that was when I heard, like, the voice change. I was just like, wait, hold on. That's that's a bit odd why his voice changed like that. And then, like, it clicked for me. Like, 
oh, it's a whole facade. It's a whole, they're, the voices are different. Oh, okay, I get that. That makes sense. And, of course, over time, like, the more Batman stuff, like, you know, I consumed, the more Conroy's, like, performance always stuck in my head just because of, like, how definitive it is. He understood the character, like, I think as perfectly as someone can understand it. And, like, of course, you can debate all day long as, like, you know, who the, who's the best, like, live-action version of Batman is. But, like, you ask anyone, like, you know, who's, like, their favorite Batman overall, like, nine times out of ten, they're going to say Kevin Conroy. And not one specific version, just Kevin Conroy. Because, like, that's how definitive he is every time he plays a character. Whether it be in the Arkham series, the animated series, even, like, in humorous cameos, like, in Teen Titans Go. Like, the man is... The man was Batman. And, like, you're never going to find anyone else like that. And, of course, there's... Tons of great voice actors that had done the role uh, since Conroy, but like you just can't ever match what he did. Like his performance is, you know, defining to the character and will stick in people's minds forever. And I think that's just a testament to how great of an actor he was. Because you think like Spider-Man, like there have been so many voice actors that have done the character, but like no one's been able to say there's a defining version of it. But Batman, there is a defining version, and that was Kevin Conroy. <laughs> I'm sad. You did watch though Batman Return of the Joker, the animated film with that, and he was he was in that one as well. I did. That was also a good one. Very, Very creepy. Dark. Yeah. And you got to hear old man Batman and also young man Batman in that same movie too. And he differentiates he, did both. he differentiates also his youth Bruce in this and his older Bruce in this. Mm-hmm. There there's a lot of nuance to his performance in everything he does. Also I just learned that just now. Andrea Bowen in this, the actress, mm-hmm. was the main lowest lane for the animated shows. Ah, that's she, she also was in uh, Flashman Paradox as Lois Lane as well. Um, okay, I am just... What is to you the best part of this movie? The one moment, like, this is incredible. Besides the graveyard scene, because that's probably the best moment of all time in, in this show, movie. What is, like, there's one moment, is there anything that sticks out to you? Is like, that's really cool. I really love the scene of when he and Andrea are, like, doing their whole, like, dating stuff, and some guy is getting bugged, and Bruce is like, I have to uh, stop them. And he has that moment of, like, when he, like, notices her when he's fighting, and, like, that prevents him from being able to stop them, and they get away. And he's starting to question, like, well, now there's someone, like, I actually, like, love and care about. Like, how can I do what I promised that I would do because of this and I think it explores like just that one moment kind of explores that whole duality better than a lot of other superhero stuff has done like the Raimi Spider-Man stuff like kind of does it but like not in a half-assed way just not like as thoroughly as that one moment does uh, which is just a testament to how great the writing and acting in the show and movie was I love that Batman Year One there's definitely some influence back and forth with that here. Um, and I love your note about the having someone he loves because when he proposed to her, Andrea should have already left him because she said at the proposal that he was always mysterious and she thought she wasn't like a, that she thought she was not enough for him or was not the right person because he never well, really no, opened she- up. She she said uh, that uh, something like along the lines of like because you thought that like I wasn't a part of the plan or something. Right. But I think be, 
I think because she saw him, like, you know, like, just kind of, like, l- losing himself, like, at his parents' grave, like, she could tell that, like, there's something deeper going on, like, inside of him, um, and she could tell that, like, he, that he needs her, and he doesn't, but he's never f- felt, like, this kind of, like, love and pain also at the same time since, like, his parents, um, and of course, like, I'm willing to bet the Wayne tragedy, you know, was a very big and open thing, and, like, I think she knows that. And again, it treats these characters like adults, and I very much appreciate that. It's a well-made movie. It is. Ver- <laughs> Are you glad you've finally seen it? I am very glad that I finally have seen it. I wish you didn't watch it tired last night and set it on in a theater. <laughs> I was not super tired while I watched it. Uh, if I had watched the DCOM after, that's when I would have been very tired. But what a response that would have been on the, on the discussion. Oh, indeed. Um... I don't know what to say. I, I just only have praise for this movie. Her old, like, geriatric dad dying of old age and then gets murked is really fucking funny to me. Man, that, that mob boss is being like, Joker, I'll give you I'll give you anything and everything. Just don't let me die. Joker's like, uh-huh, you won't die. Wink. And then he, like, kills him, like, immediately. <laughs> I also love that Joker gets told, yeah, I think he's after you. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Joker's just like, have you seen? I want that. I'm. <laughs> what do you mean? This isn't a problem. This is great. Also, Joker's movie calls Batman like beautiful or sweetheart, or some kind of like pet name. There, there is always some kind of like romantic subtext between the two of them. Like it's always been there. It's always one way, but it's true. <laughs> I, I love them. Best couple ever. Couple goals. <laughs> Would you enjoy seeing Andrea Bowman as a character return something? I think it would be neat, because I, especially, like, in the movies, I want there to be some kind of actual definitive relationship set up for Batman. I'm fine with, like, him and Catwoman, but it's always this on-again, off-again kind of thing, and, like, to me, like, I want to see something more definitive happen, because we haven't seen that in Batman in in live-action movies, and I think that would be very neat to see. I think you should do Selena as his long-term love interest. I think you should have Selena Kyle get married to him. And I mean, go go for it. I, Pattinson and Kravitz, like, good, do it. Good, do it. I think my favorite moment in this movie, besides the grave moment, which was definitely the best moment to me in the whole film, was... Oh, for sure. It, it was just him past him saying, like, didn't count on being happy, that whole monologue, like, okay, I'm getting emotional right now. But... My, I think the best moment is near the very end of the film with Alfred talking to Bruce in the cave. Um, and it's him talking about how this line about uh, this allegory of the abyss. And there literally is an actual abyss by them in the cave. It goes that, very that far cave, down. That cave needs some handrails or something. <laughs> no, he likes to jump down and swing around in his grappling <laughs> hook. <laughs> what about Alfred? What if he trips? You know, he's old. He'll, he'll be fine. He can... <laughs> um, but there's a great dialogue piece about how Bruce dances, dances along the edge of the abyss every day and every night, but is careful not to fall in. And he says that Andrea fell into that abyss long ago. And there's nothing that Bruce could have done to pull her out. And it's really tragic the way you see, like, there's the banner on Letterbox uh, is that scene of him. There's like holding his mask, and it's just so sad. Yeah. Um, I, and I think it's one I, I... I love Alfred Pennyworth in almost every piece of media I've ever seen him in. 
mm-hmm. one of the truly best fictional butlers. <laughs> one of the best fictional characters. He's an Iroh type. Like, it's the same kind of character. Iroh, Alfred, uh, Jarvis, they're all the same character in different skins. Yeah, he's he's like... He's kind of like the mentor figure, but the kind of mentor figure that survives <laughs> isn't killed off, which and I think is nice. Well, then, sometimes he does die, you know. I mean, every every character in comics dies. What do you mean? Dark Knight Returns, Kingdom Come, that stuff, because Batman's already old. Yeah, um, he's... <laughs> what do you mean? Um, also, Titans, the show. Right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's the show. You went, oh, yeah. Like, that's still happening. If you don't watch the whole movie, watch those scene, watch the graveyard scene, and watch that end scene, and you'll be like, "Wow!" Also, just watch the movie. It's an hour and fifteen. Yeah, it's on. HBO, it's also on HBO Max. You should all go see it. Um, you could probably buy it on DVD for like five bucks. And I want to touch briefly on some things about Kevin Conroy himself, the man, the myth, the Batman. On first off, how many appearances he's done as Batman? Uh, it's been a lot. Quite a, quite a few. He was in. Batman the Animated Series from 1992 to 1995. So this is really during the middle of the whole show. So, there's that. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which we just watched here, at 93. Oh! Oh, wait! Fuck! We didn't talk about this one thing first. One thing? What one thing? The reason that that she's the Phantasm. That Andrea Beaumont's the Phantasm. Really. We said it briefly, but not like really explicitly. Mob boss coerces her father for money. They flee, and it's the night she gets proposed to. So she has to leave Bruce, her entire future, her entire life. So she comes back for revenge on all of them. Basically, is the whole reason. Mm-hmm. And it it was well done. I I'm often tired of revenge stories because they're usually poorly done. This was not poorly done. Nope, it was well done. Okay, cool. Now I'm moving on. Um, we got. Batman the Animated Series, Mask of the Phantasm, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, uh, Sega CD game, uh, The Adventures of Batman and Robin Activity Center, <laughs> The New Adventures of Batman, Superman the Animated Series, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, Batman Beyond, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, The Zeta Project, I don't know what that is, but he's Batman in it, Batman Gotham City Racer. Batman Vengeance for PS2, Justice League, Static Shock, Batman Rise of Sinzu for for uh, PlayStation 2, Batman Mystery of the Batwoman, Justice League Unlimited, the complete Robin storyboard sequence, <laughs> Batman Gotham Knights, Batman Arkham Asylum, Superman Batman Public Enemies, Superman Batman Apocalypse, DC Universe Online, Batman Arkham City, Injustice Gods Among Us, Flashpoint Paradox, Tales of Metropolis, Batman Strange Days, Assault on Arkham, Infinite Crisis, um, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Batman the Killing Joke, Injustice 2, Justice League Action, Batman and Harley Quinn, Lego DC Supervillains, Teen Titans Go, Justice League vs. The Fatal Five, which is also in the same universe as this, Scooby-Doo Guess Who, Batwoman, the TV show, the live-action show. I am. Multiverses. And he was the the reverse Batman in Batman the Brave and the Bold. Wow. The sad sad thing about that is that Multiverses Batman is probably the last 
time we'll hear him as Batman in a recent project. It is. It's not, there's nothing else in post-production with him in it. I just realized that whole um, semi-sort of sequel series, Batman Cape Crusade or whatever that was, that was in development at HBO Max, he could have been Batman in that. Now I'm pissed. I'm kind of glad it's canceled then because it wasn't finished, clearly. It was still in development. But now I'm pissed. I will... Yeah, it's canceled. He was filming for it. Looks like, actually. He was... He filmed episode 1.2 as Thomas Wayne. It looks like that's all we got. That's all he did so far. That's God, really sad. Um, I guess it, it. I guess if there's any Batman voice actor I've heard that has done a voice similar to his, um, uh, the guy that got to voice him in Arkham Origins, because that one was a prequel. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but he he did a pretty good job impersonating uh, Conroy in that. But of course, you know he's no Kevin Conroy. He went to Juilliard. He got a BFA there. That's a really cool thing that people don't know about him. He uh, went to Juilliard just like Alan Tudyk, uh, the voice of the chicken from Moana. And that's the only thing Alan Tudyk is known for. Yep. He he has never done anything else. Firefly, what's that? Firefly, Doom Patrol, everything he's ever done. What's that? So this can get sad. Yeah, he went and studied under Juilliard School's drama division, studying under John Houseman. While there, he roomed with Robin Williams as his roommate. God damn it. And he was in the same group as uh, Kelsey Grammer. What a, what a time that must have been. After graduating from Juilliard in 1978, he toured with Houseman's acting group, The Acting Company, and the following year, he went on the national tour of Arthur Levin's Death Trap, which is a fantastic show. I have seen that. It's really cool. Um, he passed away uh, at Mount uh, Sinai Hospital in New York City from intestinal cancer. At the age of 66 years old, um, he did not publicly disclose at all that he was ill. No one, so when his voice got raspier and stuff, that was not, and it, he was tired, and no one knew. He had been ill for a while, and it was its new knowledge. Many, many actors have paid tribute him on, on, online now, um, including many voice actors and people who he worked with, um, and it's been a lot. He recently wrote a issue for DC Pride this past June. Uh, because he was an openly out gay man for many, many years and lost jobs due to him being gay. I literally didn't even know this until it was announced he was writing for Pride. I was just like, wait, what? Like, he lost people and was scared for his own life during the 80s because of the AIDS epidemic in New York City. Um, and he was grateful to live past that and move on. Connery made an effort to conceal his homosexuality throughout most of his career. He spoke in uh, his Finding Batman book about the discrimination he faced once potential collaborators and employers found out about his homosexuality. Conroy has said that on multiple occasions he had been removed from consideration of acting jobs due to his sexual orientation. He made freq- Damn shame. He made frequent appearances at comic book conventions. His last convention was in Connecticut in July 2022. Um... In a, he revealed that he was gay in 2016 uh, during the press tour for The Killing Joke. Which, the one good thing about that movie, I'd say, but besides his, the one good thing about the additions to that movie like, from the book, I'd say, is that they actually gave 
Barbara Gordon's agency and what happened a little bit in that book. Like she was the one seeking things out instead of just, just being fridged. Mm-hmm. But she didn't need to have sex with Batman on a rooftop. It didn't need to happen. There's a reason people don't talk about that movie. <laughs> like if that part didn't happen, it'd be Revere's a lot better movie probably. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, okay. I'm going to talk to you about... Do you know about his, about his 9-11 discussion? Uh, so, uh, there was... I'm trying to remember. I saw something about it. It was like he was volunteering um, yeah. during that time, like a lot of people were. And it just meant a lot to a lot of people because they were they heard Batman just helping them out, um, which, of course, you know, would have such an impact on so many people. Yeah, he was volunteering, which, I, of course, of course he did that. He's Batman. He's a wonderful person. And from all accounts, everyone, like, loved him who was close to him. Like, he was a very, very kind individual, which is amazing to hear that. Um, he was helping out to cook food for firefighters and police officers. And during an audio commentary on Batman Gotham Knight, Connery expressed his surprise at the reaction of the emergency service workers to his presence. Um, so he was kind of called out because he was working beside someone in the kitchen, and they recognized his voice. <laughs> I was like, this is so familiar. And he's like, he said, what do you do for a living? And he said, well, I'm an actor. I do voices. And he said, you're Batman! <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's, that's me. And then he opened the, that same like line cook next to him, opened the door to the front, and told everyone, guess who's serving your food, guys? Batman's cooking for you! And then one of the people up front said, bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from the back, prove it! And from the back of the, uh, where Conroy is cooking, he said, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And then he just heard, holy shit! Uh, and that's amazing like they're like Batman's here everyone and it raised their spirits so much to have because he was helping real life heroes at the time during what was happening but to them he was a hero and that must have felt so amazing in the moment too to know he could actually cheer them up and help a little bit Kevin Conroy was a wonderful man you lose someone that's so definitive for so many different reasons um, that just kind of everything just kind of like stops in that moment. And if it nothing kind of feels the same afterwards, because you always think like because he was what mid 60s and you're just like, oh, he's got, you know, another 40 years on him. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. It's just like, oh, fuck. Oh, that's sad. And just kind of had to figure out, like, how do you how do you kind of go on for from there? But then you know, just again, like I said before, he's just so definitive in the role that you're never going to forget him as Batman. He's always going to be Batman, whether you read a comic or just watch anything that he's done. Like, it's always going to be there. And I just think that's a true testament to just how incredible he was. And I'm just sad we're not going to get to see more of him as Batman in the future. And I wish I got to see him in person. I went to GalaxyCon not too long ago. I met Tom Welling, who played Superman once, and I met Michael Rosenbaum, where I saw him from afar, because he was, he was busy. <laughs> Kevin Conroy, you are a gem, and I think Josh will now watch the animated series on your behalf <laughs> to honor you. I, I will prioritize it more than the 50 million other shows that I need to watch. You do own it all. <laughs> I, I'm aware. I Look, man, it's a lot. <laughs> Does your copies include the new Adventures of Batman? 
Uh, uh y- yes, I think they label it as season three. Gotcha. What is the o- okay? What order does yours start with? Christmas of the Joker. Uh, let me see. It comes with an episode guide of just like all the episodes that are in it. Um, season one, uh, disc one starts with on leather wings, then Christmas with the Joker. Right. Okay. All right. Well, you had a weird order to watch them in. Uh, yep. I love when Robin appears for one episode and is not heard from again for like a season and a half or something. It's normal. What do you mean? All right. Well, that's our episode. The reason we didn't do a decom today is because we were doing the sister from Planet Weird. That would feel not fitting to me to talk about it today. Uh, a bit out there to say the least. And same going from this news to a super weird story about flinging me problematic in comic books feels wrong. So, thank you all so much for listening. If you're new to the podcast, please consider uh, following, leaving a five-star review, and of course, you can email us at podgeekspeak at gmail.com, or tweet at us with hashtag geekspeakpod, or geekspeakpod on Twitter. Josh, where can people find you online? Oh, I'm at the places on the internet. I'm on uh, Instagram, g underscore rudy16, Twitter at g underscore rudy28, YouTube at Josh Rudolph, and other places as well. I am at Instagram and TikTok at um, That Nerd in Theater, or you can find me on Twitter at The Theater Nerd. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It might be more of a somber one, but we had a good time recording it, and I think we had a great time watching the movie, as well as some fun discussion about interesting news pieces. Indeed. All right. Any final words? Goodbye, Josh. Uh, Batman is the goddamn best. Conroy was the goddamn best. Uh, now I'm going to go be sad. All right. See ya. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.